the he saw, she saw, seesaw, also known as he said, she said, he read, she read, he heard, she heard. That's absurd. And by the way, ladies, I think I might owe you an apology. Let's hear about the kiss. Was it like, was it like a soft brush against your lips, or was it like a, you know, I gotta have you now kind of thing? <laughs> well, at first it was really intense, you know, and then, oh God, and then we just sort of sunk into it. Oh, so okay, was he holding you, or, or was his hands like on your back? And, you know. No, actually, first they they were they started out on my waist, and then they slid up, and then they were in my hair. Oh. oh. <laughs> and uh. And then I kissed her. Tongue? Yeah. Cool. <laughs> and it's time for another unbuckled, bumpy ride with your guide, the stark raving lunatic himself. I'm Jim. Let's jump right in again. Welcome my podcast based on my brand new book available on Amazon live life lean l-e-a-n it's a year-long guide to gratitude and our daily grind the book that combines some timeless wisdom from a whole lot of the world's wiser people with the reflections reactions and wisecracks of the guide's author me and it guides you the reader through the simplest system for a happy healthy authentic and genuinely grateful everyday experience I urge you to get the book. Of course I do. I wrote it. It's either at Amazon or at my website, ampurage.com. A-M-M-P-U-R-A-G-E. But even without it, let's make next week better than last, our next year better than the past, and get started now with today's episode of... Well, you know, there have been a bounty of walks through the interweb that explored the boundaries of male versus female expression, communication, and interpretation. And that, you know, they argued whether man brains tend to mansplain, and if a woman's gray matter tends to wander and meander in more shades of gray than black and white cold hard truth. Well, this episode is not an attempt to prove or disprove. This episode is a punny poke at some of the fun behind it, and an effort to solve the stumbling that we may encounter if and when we find it. If and when we find ourselves on the he said, she said, he saw, she saw, see saw of the ups and downs, the understanding and misunderstanding of each other's loops. Now, having just undergone this recently with my wife, which of course means that she tolerated it with me from her point as well, we ended up discussing some of my favorite quotes on the subject. Yeah, no bull. I actually referenced quotes when trying to work through what seemed unworkable to us. God, how lucky is my wife to be blursed with me? Yeah, blursed. It's a combo of a blessing and a curse. Blursed. And sometimes, that's pretty much how what we're saying to each other as muchacho and muchacha sounds to each other. Ah, Jim, would you just get to the point already and quit blursing all over the place? All right, then. I think I will. This was one of them. Remember this quote. It is the difference between men and women, not the sameness, that creates the tension and the delight. Edward Abbey. But there are others. 
on the differences that we have to go along with our any and outy body parts. The difference between men and women. Quote, the difference between men and women is that women seek power in order to address issues, while men address issues in order to seek power. Kathleen Brown. And then there was, man weeps to think that he will die so soon. Woman, that she was born so long ago. Henry Louis Mencken. We talked about, there are no important differences between men and women, but the unimportant ones are sometimes very interesting. Someone named Ashley Brilliant. After all, listen, men, we claim that we want unconditional respect, right? And ladies, women, you claim to most highly prize unconditional love, right? Did you all know that? Well, that's according to author Emerson Egricks. Great book he has, Love and Respect. And love and respect are both awesome, admirable thingies to want in our world. But according to a female researcher, women have a tendency to say one thing and mean something completely different. Well, yes and no. Different than what perhaps a man thinks that she means. Because men, we, you know, y'all tend to see things how they are on the surface. Is that shallow? Yeah, maybe. It may just be the shortest distance between two points of view, right? Well, it could also be the shortest route to misunderstanding in a hell of a lot of times. So, let's face it. So long as the attempt to ex is to, to try and communicate, to express, and it's expressing genuinely, then neither gender is wrong here. It's just the way that it is. No matter how many languages that we think we know, being fluent in womanese or manglish has never ever been done perfectly by either sex, much less the opposite one. So here's a quick snapshot into the things a lady may be laying down linguistically, and when compared to what she actually may mean, what a man is manterpreting, or thinks, is being said. So she says, are you wearing that to dinner? What's it mean? Go change. Now. <laughs> and if she says, did you hear that? What it means? I noticed you just fell asleep. So she asks, who's that text from? Means please hand over your phone so I can read any texts, emails, and social media posts that have ever been sent to or from you. Now those examples may be basically biased and standardly stereotypical, but that doesn't mean they're not a majority of the time potentially true. Same thing for these next ones. They're more comical examples that are canonical in our Riverdale world. You know, the one where Archie interprets Veronica comes off just looking like a jughead? So for both sides of the X and Y chromosome club, when we use these, realize, when we use the term thingy, for females, any part underneath a car's hood. For males, the strap fastener on a woman's bra, the thingy. How about the term vulnerable? For females, fully opening up oneself emotionally to another. For males, vulnerable. Playing football without a cup. 
<laughs> communication. For her, the open thoughts and feelings with one's partner. For him, uh, I left a note before taking off on a fishing trip with the guys. Commitment. A female, a desire to get married and raise a family. And a male, uh, trying hard not to hit on another woman, went out with this one. How about entertainment? To her, a good movie, concert, play, or a book. And for him, pretty much anything that can be done while drinking a beer. Speaking of, the remote control. For her, it's a device used for changing from one TV channel to another. And for him, it's a device for scanning through all 375 channels, about every five minutes. Perhaps ah, the most pressing one is the term making love. For her, it's the greatest expression of intimacy that a couple can have. And for him, yeah, sometimes we're like, call it what you want, just as long as we get it. Note, he did say we. He meant for you too. <laughs> now, those may be smart-ass satire, but honestly, it would take a real dumbass to deny their potential percentage of genderline accuracy. However, in our real-world reality, the serious stuff, like our professional work environments, men and women report that there are differences that demand distinguishing, before some misunderstanding friction fire breaks out that's going to need our extinguishing. Like these, when someone says, with all due respect, the majority of the time, 51% of the time, women hear this as a negative comment, while almost two-thirds, well, basically two-thirds, 68% of the time, men hear it as a positive one. 26% of the men, they think it's a very positive comment. With all due respect, it's a very positive comment, while only 13% of women do. Okay, like in the work environment, when someone says, a few amends, like something needs a few amends. What women mean when they say a document or other piece of work item needs a few amends, three-fourths of them, 74%, said it means there's just a couple of typos. Meanwhile, 44% of men said that it means this is crap. It's awful. It needs redoing. And then finally, bless your heart. And that sounds like another way of saying you're sweet, right? Doesn't it? And like three-fourths, 77% of men. They all said that they would understand it that way, something sweet, if someone said it to them. But 44% of women said what it really means is, Oh, you're so stupid. You're dumb. But the gender-based disconnect goes beyond phrases. It also includes behaviors and conversation topics. Surveys have shown, for example, when it comes to flirting in the workplace, 27% of men, they said it was just fine. 93% of women said, uh-uh, I object. So apparently, the answer that I'll bet a high percentage of men who are listening to this right now, well, they believe the answer to this is 93% of women object to flirting in the workplace? Huh. So who are those other 7% of women out there? And how can I identify them? <laughs> just playing. Of course I'm just playing. Unless you think you may know a member of that 7% Club. My wife's favorite show for years was Friends. Three guys, three girls. Hell, it was like a grown-up millennial roommate Brady Bunch. But this may be why the TV show Friends was so popular, because the dynamic and the balance of how guys and gals interacted 
in the same environment, it's worldly, whether it's in a New York apartment or a coffee shop. But the show, you gotta admit, was popular with so many viewers for so many years and for so many good reasons. See, the men and the women, the women and the men, they were all equals, different, but equal. And that was exemplified with their gender-based and biased buffoonery at times. But the characters, well, they all got to equally express themselves and equally struggle with their interactions with their counterparts, their friends. And the actors? Well, they each made sure that they each got paid equally for their work at communicating the unique equalities of us men and women. Remember that quote from the beginning, it's the difference between men and women, not the sameness that creates our tension and the delight. So, how do we get across the gap? Can it be just as easy as listening? Sure, if we know what we're listening for. And that's where this wrap-up hopes to step up and play cleanup. Below are phrases that possibly will best bridge our gaps. The gaps, whether they be societally nurtured into us or something of nature, inborn. These below may be best for bridging the guy-gal gap that begins this spin cycle of the he-said-she-said-he-heard-she-heard absurdathon. Remember to sincerely say these. I'm sorry. I was wrong. I don't think we should ever forget that one. Remember to sincerely say this. I appreciate you. Remember to seek understanding with, okay, what I heard you say was, and then just repeat to them. And remember to level the field with, I forgive you. And I'm asking you to please forgive me. Remember to sincerely express, please, and thank you. And while this may seem a little like the stuff of all I ever need to know about playing well with others I learned in kindergarten, well, for most of us, kindergarten was a freaking long, long ass time ago. And while a quick thanks, maybe a quickie one word kind of pat on the back thing, thank you is most often taken like a verbal hug. Now, there are probably no guarantees or certainties to constantly and consistently understanding identically what someone else different than me is communicating, especially so uniquely and so expressively. But if you want a best shot at understanding, perhaps the most consistent approach is the repeat and request method, wherein we simply RSVP with a, okay, this is what I heard you say to me, and then back it up with a good old-fashioned three-word request of, is that true? Now, what did I just say? And now more words of wisdom to wow your socks off from the Live Life Lean Guide itself. Episode number 999, because it's actually not from one of the input pages on the Live Life Lean Guide, but from the third clean break at the end of the third chapter. Within the Live Life Lean Guide, it says, Experiencing abundance and generosity can be a humbling experience in the receiving end, but it's an awesome, empowering one when you're its provider. 
And we all can do something to add to someone else's world, whether it be purposeful words, actions, forgiving grievances, or gifts. And the guide's point of view on this? Because it's true that when we're all wrapped up in ourselves, we make a very small package. What do you think about this? What have you learned recently that's valuable and new? What have you earned that you're happy and proud wasn't just given to you? Where are you adding to the world? It's requiring stepping outside of just you. Now, reflect on all of this, respect it, be grateful for it. But before you navigate somewhere next, please take the time to like, subscribe, and share this to show you care. Thank you for listening. I hope you're enjoying your copy of the Live Life Lean, L-E-A-N guide. Enjoying it almost as much as I did creating it. And if you don't have a copy yet, go on over to Amperage.com or Amazon and get started today experiencing the amazing power of knowing every day is literally yours to be grateful about. And you need never feel unfulfilled again. I'm Jim Hall. And until next time, good health, God bless. And now, go get a little dirty learning something new. Earning what's not given to you. Adding to this crazy world that we share. And navigating your way to something new. And next.